This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to this Dealer Nation podcast sponsored by Stony Brewing. Pure, honest beer. My name is G Stryker. I'll be your host today. In a little bit, I will be joined with Bryant McFadden, former cornerback of the Pittsburgh Steelers Super Bowl championship teams. And uh, first off, I just wanted to discuss a couple things going along. It's finally the end of training camp. Fortunately, there were no big injuries uh, coming out of training camp. Everybody seems to be in pretty good health, just minor bumps and bruises, though today there was a report that Ole Denii put out himself on social media stating he w- he just went through some surgery this morning, and he came through okay, and looks like he's going to be coming back quickly, if, according to what he said before he deleted his um, Instagram posts, but to this date, to this time, we still don't know what exactly the surgery was for, so I'm not going to speculate or spend too much time on that. But hopefully he gets back quickly, and we wish you nothing but a speedy recovery and good health there, Ola. And can't wait to see you again on the field because you had such a great game in the last game. And going back to the first preseason game, my goodness, what a game. Uh, It was nice to finally see the Steelers back on the field and focused and playing. Uh, It was nice to see all three quarterbacks that played get um, get some success on the field. You had... Uh, Dobbs come out first, making plays with his feet, making plays down the field with his throws. Uh, big long bomb to James Washington, who had an excellent, excellent first half, which was great to see. And Washington is looking a lot quicker coming in and out of his breaks. He is his back shoulder catch on the touchdown pass from Mason Rudolph was excellent, and a, a perfect uh, separation, a perfect route, and a perfect throw by his former college quarterback who. Who also had an excellent game. He had two touchdowns himself. Um, he looked really sharp in and out of the breaks, in and out of the pocket. Um, it's going to be interesting to see him play in this upcoming game tomorrow uh, against Kansas City because he's going to get the start and Dobbs will be coming on second. So it's kind of like what they did last year, and uh, with between Dobbs and Landry Jones actually, and you know Dobbs ended up winning the second spot, and Landry Jones is now. Uh, as the reports say, it is going to be entering the XFL. So maybe we'll see Landry Jones playing in the XFL soon, but Dobbs earned that spot, and right now it looks like he's fighting with Mason Rudolph for that second quarterback spot. It's up in the air this season, and we've got uh, two talented quarterbacks going at it. Uh, the <laughs> the surprise for me is to see Hodges come in and compete at such a high level. I was, I was expecting a camp arm. Um, he came in with great college stats uh you know up near the top of the of his um of the uh, fcs and in, in his uh, ability to get yardage and 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 be uh accurate and decisive and get touchdowns in in college football so it's you know really it shouldn't be a surprise that he's having success but i think it's a surprise that he's looking as confident as he does this early in the process um i think the steelers are going to have to have a 
a real tough um, uh, conversation with themselves when the coaches have to decide, you know, who are we going to keep? Is there a possibility that we're going to trade one of these other assets and keep the younger players? Um, though Dobbs, you know, isn't is not that old himself. He's been here quite a few years, but you never know if you can get some trade value if you have some good backups behind you. That's what happened the previous season, and that's why Landry Jones was let go. Moving on back to the receiver core, it looked like Washington had an incredible game. Uh, 85 yards, five catches, and a touchdown, of course, that we talked about a little bit earlier. Um, also, the the big one that I like to see on the field was uh, Deontay Spencer. Uh, seeing somebody else coming in in that X receiver spot where um, Antonio Brown has vacated to see somebody come in as a backup and and perform. And he did, he did pretty well. He had a drop. He had a couple good catches, and he looked good in and out of his breaks. Uh, I thought he looked really good as a returner. Um, one of the best looking returners that I've seen in the preseason or regular season in a while for the Steelers, uh, since Antonio Brown was the full-time returner, the job's wide open. I know Deontay Johnson's been injured. He's going to get some chances to get in there and return punts and kicks as well. And I can't wait to see what he has to show, uh, when he's doing that. But we didn't really get to see too much from Switzer, from Eli Rogers. I don't even think, um, either of them were were too active in that game. We got to see a lot of um, Gentry at tight end, and he had a good game, and it seemed like his uh, snaps moved up a little quicker. Since Scotland Williamson got hurt early in the game, Gentry came in, took his snaps, and also the majority of the rest of the snaps in the game because the Steelers are pretty thin at tight end right now past those two. But it was still nice to see Gentry get a nice touchdown in the back of the end zone. He's a big guy, six foot eight. Only an inch shorter than the six foot nine Scotland Williamson, but I think it'll just come down to who's executing better, who gives us the more promise moving forward, and ultimately who's going to be a better blocker because that's your easiest way to get on the field as a third tight end is in blocking situations. And across the defensive side, I know the Steelers had a lot of pop plays from the linebackers, Ole Denei was all over the place, got a sack, got some pressures. Same thing with uh, Skipper, also from Toledo, um, one of his former teammates who also shows that, man, he can play, um, as well as Ulysses. I mean, we've got a, a, a later draft pick that's showing it, as well as Bugs uh, getting in there. So the Steelers really have some late draft picks this year that look like they're going to be impact makers, maybe not on the defensive side, maybe in situational defensive plays, but Definitely on special teams. I think they're going to get some chances, and it looks like they're going to make a good push to make this roster this year. Uh, Justin Lane playing outside. He had an up-and-down game, but it's uh, you know it's his first game. He's a rookie. He's a tall guy, so it's going to be a little bit tougher for him to get his uh, feet in the NFL, but as soon as he gets used to those receivers coming down in different routes and get, get the speed of the game down, I think his size is really going to help him out in those situations. As you know, I'm not an expert at the Steelers' secondary, but fortunately... I have someone that is an expert at the Steelers secondary. I've got Brian McFadden joining us on the phone. Brian, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing? I'm doing fairly well myself. I can't complain today. Uh, it's a treat to have you on the show, and I really thank you for your time. Um, I know you were at training camps a couple weeks ago. You being a, a member of the Steelers, how did training camp feel for you when you were out there again? So it was a bit weird because anytime that I've ever, anytime I've ever been in Latrobe, of course, I was getting ready for training camp and I was practicing and things like that. So just yeah. being there as uh, part of the media was a little different, but, you know, I got caught up to speed. I uh, had an opportunity to talk to a lot of people I haven't seen or heard from in a while and had an opportunity to watch practice. So it was, it was a pretty good experience. 
So being a former cornerback, uh, were you more gravitating and watching what the secondary was doing in practice? Uh, initially, that's the first place I went. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. went to the secondary, uh. Uh, you know, and got a chance to see, you know, watch the the guys up close and personal um, to go through their drills. And, you know, I'm a big fan of some of the guys still in the secondary, so I got opportunities to watch them. And then I gravitated to the offensive side because, you know, the big storyline, not having Antonio Brown in the lineup, you know, yeah. outside of Juju, you yeah. know, who will emerge to be a, a quality pass catcher. So I got an opportunity to devote more than enough attention watching the offense. Nice. So offensively then, uh, with the wide receiver group, um, are there anybody that really stuck out to you? I mean, obviously other than Juju, because he always sticks out no matter when he's on the field, it seems. Yeah, for me, um, I was really excited to watch Dante Moncrief, uh, the veteran we signed uh, during the offseason, a very, very athletic guy. Uh, I think he hasn't reached his full potential yet because of, you know, unstable quarterback play. Uh, he had an opportunity to do some pretty good things with Andrew Luck, but then Andrew Luck got hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, put up some serviceable numbers last year with Jacksonville, but we know how up and down Blake Bortles was. Definitely. And now pairing up with a guy like Big Ben, mm-hmm. a potential Hall of Famer, mm-hmm. you know, I think he's set up to do some pretty good things. And I saw some real exciting, intriguing uh, 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 uh production while I was watching practice with uh, Dante. Nice. That's great. Do any of the, well, it seems like, and it's really odd too now, because I think Dante only has about five years of experience in the NFL, yet he is the veteran on the team now in the receiving core. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Got yes, a, sir. a lot of new young guys. Are there any of the, uh, the younger guys that you saw there, any of the new guys that came in that, that are exciting you or that you've seen, um, seen yeah. have some interest? Yeah. Yeah, James Washington looked pretty good. Granted, just watching him and looking at his body, you can tell he has really devoted. Uh, he, he, he has gotten serious about taking care of his body compared to last year. Now we're starting to really see uh, James make big plays that we believe he has the potential to make. And I think he needs to have a huge leap in year two compared to year one. And we're seeing some pretty good things. He practiced very, very well, caught the ball well, was very, very explosive. I think he has an opportunity to be a, a deep threat offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, too, I love watching um, Deontay. Uh, the, uh, uh, we, we feel like getting that third round. Yeah. Uh, very, very fluid, savvy route runner. He's not big. I was surprised to see how how small he was. Yeah. But he's a very, very fluid, savvy route runner. Mm-hmm. And he needs to have that skill set knowing that he's not a big, big guy. So uh, I, I enjoy watching him and watching how he runs his routes. He reminds me a little bit of uh, Emmanuel John, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Oh, neat, neat, because that's also how the Steelers drafted him the same year, obviously, as, as Antonio Brown and drafted him earlier, being real quick off the line and a nice shifty receiver as well. So it's uh, so yeah. it's, it's pretty. Obviously, the Steelers like those types of receivers. They like those short-handed, uh, really quick. Um, um, you know, more shifty than fast guys, but also they do have some speed, but great hands. I mean, that's another big thing that they like in these receivers, and that tends to work out really well in their drafting process. Um, a little bit more about uh, James Washington. You mentioned that his body went through some changes. Can you explain to Steeler Nation kind of like what changes you you saw in him that have made him more uh, able to, to be able to utilize all of his skills this year? Well, he slimmed up. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I don't know exactly what his weight is now, mm-hmm. but I can say 
you know, for a lot of young players, they instantly believe because they're in the National Football League, they need to get a little bigger. Yeah. They need to get stronger. Yes, you need to get stronger, but adding weight is not a necessity. You don't necessarily need to do that, yeah. especially playing a position where speed and quickness is important. Mm-hmm. And being that he's summed up, you can tell he's moving around better than what he did last year. And nice. that should happen anyway because you understand the offense more so than what you did last year. So when you know what you're supposed to do, you're not second-guessing yourself and you're able to play. So he's playing fast mentally, but he's also playing fast physically. Nice. And I saw him last year, too, like actually going into the draft when I was looking at his film. He almost looked like a linebacker out there uh, receiving and running routes. I mean, he's so thick-bodied out of college that I was just like, wow, this guy's the, one of the biggest-bodied receivers I'd ever seen in the in the upper chest region. So, yeah, you're saying yeah. – so slimming down, like you're saying, we'll, we'll get him a lot quicker in and out of the breaks, and that's really the difference, I, I think, in the NFL. You can speak more since you've actually played in the NFL – um, but it seems getting open isn't necessarily speed. Uh, it's utilizing your size and utilizing your quickness in and out of breaks to actually create some separation. Yeah. I also understand knowing how to attack leverage mm-hmm. from cornerback, leverage from safety, and that comes with experience. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, you need to be able to be precise with your touch. But if you don't have, but you need to be more quick than fast when you're trying to create separation yeah. uh, from defenders. You know, one cut instantly. Clearly, you're seeing a guy in James Washington that understands the way he can help productive. And so far throughout the preseason, I think he's one of the bright signs we're seeing offense. When you look at all the young guys that we believe we need to, we will need to count on in 2019. Nice. Um, also, Deontay Johnson, I just wanted to see and get your opinion on him. The thing that really stuck out the most to me about his film and coming out uh, as a college player, it seems like he is the best receiver that I've seen in a long time get off the line of scrimmage in a jam, like breaking a jam, using his hands, using a swim move, using spins and quick motions to almost make him unblockable at the line of scrimmage. Um, how do you attack a receiver like that? And do you see those same characteristics as I do? I don't know if I'm seeing the same thing. Yeah. Um, he has to be extremely fluid at the line of scrimmage because he's so small. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he's been playing wide receiver for quite some time, that's my assumption, just watching how advanced he looks yeah. when he's running routes. So he's been – the same size for the majority of his adulthood life, I would say. So he understands his strengths and his weaknesses. So as far as attacking him, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to try to rough him up yeah. whenever you get an opportunity to. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a run play and, and you know you're trying to you know pursue to the ball, he tries to block you, drop him. You got to you got to you got to rough him up when you when he doesn't even have the ball when the ball's not even coming his way. Yeah, and then when you're playing bump and run, you got to be patient mm-hmm. because knowing that you're going to get the very very slick uh, wide receiver that loves to give you a lot of moves at the line of scrimmage, you need to be extremely patient because he's going to give you a one-two. It's almost like trying to guard a point guard on the basketball court who's extremely elusive and he has quality handles. You know he's going to try to shake you, so your job is to kind of be patient and allow him to set up his allow him to go into his second move. And usually that second move is when he's ready to commit and try to drive through the lane. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the case for wide receivers. They're going to give you a one-two, 
And then after that one, two, they got to find a way to get into their routes. So, so it's up to the defender to be patient. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done, by the way. But that's the best advice I could give, yeah. you know, as far as playing against a smaller, quicker, elusive wide receiver like Johnson is. And on the defensive side of the ball, it seems like the Steelers have gotten quicker. It looks like they're drafting um, a little bit faster outside corners and, the, you know, the shiftier uh, inside corners as well um, to help, you know, protect against those shiftier guys coming off the line of scrimmage. Um, what do you see uh, from, the, from a defensive perspective going over to the secondary, you know, the position you played? Um, one thing that I noticed, at least like this season, going into the season, it's going to be the first time – since the Polamalu days that the Steelers have had two starting safeties at the same position starting two years back-to-back with Edmonds and Davis. How important is that role, having that, that solid defense that you know is going to be in the secondary so you're able to do your role on the outside? It's very important because you have some type of chemistry established, and now either safety can be interchangeable and both safety, uh, safeties understand what either guy could be doing at any given time. Being able to communicate, it's almost like being in any working environment, any nine to five, and knowing your coworkers like you know yourself. You know, sometimes you know when they might need some help with certain things, asking, and sometimes it could be the same thing, vice versa. So just to communicate and knowing your teammate can do wonders for the success in the secondary. And that that played a big part in the secondaries I played with when I was there in Pittsburgh because we played together for such a long time. Mm -hmm. We knew what to do in certain situations based on what the play play was, what was being called from the sideline. I think, you know, both guys, they're very, very talented. Um, Edmonds, I think he has a a bright future. The same could be said for Davis. they just got to be consistent. Um, they got to be consistent, and we saw some real good things from both guys, and then we saw some 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 not so good things. But I'm not surprised when you talk about a rookie and yeah. Edmonds. But you know now both guys are expected to really go about their business and be very very consistent, and I believe they will do so. Now, corner wise, I know we've had Joe Hayden coming back again, which was a godsend for us to be able to, for the Steelers to be able to get a player like that caliber uh, to come in and help out and sol- and solidify the corner position. Um, but also picking up Nelson. Now, Nelson was a guy I wasn't too familiar with. Are you familiar with Nelson and his game? Mm, yeah, yeah, I watched him quite a bit at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very instinctive corner. Um, you know, his, his he's a uh, a twitchy type of guy. Yeah. Uh, I think he, you know, didn't really have an opportunity to really excel like he should have because the defense surrounding him was not good. Mm-hmm. They were not good. They rushed the passer well, but anytime, you know, from the standpoint of in between the 20s, they gave up a lot, and that played a big part in their success as far as not getting to the promised land, which is the Super Bowl. So pairing them yeah. up, with some of the guys he will be playing with, especially as far as pass rushers and T.J. Watt, mm. you know what I mean? And you look yeah. at the defensive line with Hayward and Tewitt, yeah. uh Hopefully, you know, a bunch of three come up come, 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 and have a big-time year. Uh, yeah. That actually will help the secondary. Yeah. So Kansas City defense wasn't, wasn't very, very good as a whole. Mm. They were very good at sacking the quarterback in Pittsburgh was Sula last year. I think both teams were tied for first oh, wow. in the NFL with, with, with sacks. Uh, uh, throughout the season, which was 52, but yeah, I liked Nelson pairing him up with Joe Hayden, also with Hilton, and we talked about the safety. I think he's going to really open a lot of eyes this year. 
Great. Is there any young players, uh, new players to the Steelers this year that caught your attention when you were watching the secondary? Um, Secondary-wise, I mean, I like Lane mm -hmm. um, uh, from Michigan State. Uh, I think, you know, it's going to be a kind of a learning year for him. Uh, he, he has a long, slender body, mm -hmm. and because of that, I can kind of see this being a potential redshirt-type year for him uh -huh. unless there's a bunch of injuries. Yeah, you know, because we're pretty deep at the uh, at, at, at the cornerback spot. You know, Nelson, Hayden, you know, Hilton. You got Cameron Sutton. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Artie Burns will still be there. He has an opportunity to prove his worth. So, yeah. I don't yeah. expect to see a lot from Justin Lane, especially if everybody is healthy. But I think as far as having a bright future, especially if he adds a few pounds here or there, he should be okay. That's great. Um, was there anybody that you were excited to see when you came back to camp? Obviously, I mean, I knew you played with Roethlisberger, but um, how was how was it like interacting with the players again? That was wonderful. Um, you know, I played with Ben, mm -hmm. played with Pounce, played with Ramon, mm -hmm. uh, Cam. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of the coaches are still there. You know, chopped it up with Randy a little bit, mm -hmm. and you know, Coach Butt. Uh, I remember Terrell Austin from my year out in Arizona, so. Nice. Just being back was 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 fun, and everybody really showed me love, and I appreciate that. And the fans are always wonderful there in Latrobe. Oh, that's fantastic! And you're now currently working for a couple different um, sports uh, online sports establishments. Um, can you tell the, the Steeler Nation where else to find you online? Well, I'm currently only working with CBS Sports. Oh, uh, I'm usually on. I'm usually with. Uh, there's CBS Sports HQ show. Uh -huh. uh, I, I'm the NFL analyst and the college football analyst. And uh, as far as social media accounts, you can always follow me, check me out, talking anything, not just football-related, but sports-related as well. I love to stay in tune. Uh, my social media handle is BMAC, B-M-A-C underscore sports talk, all one word. Awesome. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, getting ready for this season. I'm excited. There's a lot to talk about. And, and the preseason is, has started to provide some, some type of excitement already. Nice. Have you gotten a gauge of the Steelers' locker room this year? I know with being a fan, we had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of distractions, I'd say, in the last couple of years with uh, Antonio Brown situations and Le'Veon Bell situations. Um, how does the locker room seem this year? And, and do, those, do those distractions really matter in the locker room from a player's perspective? Uh, it seems to be, you know, much calmer. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I wasn't in the locker room last year. Yeah. I'm only speaking on my experience from visiting training camp. Mm -hmm. The guys seem to be excited about this season. Mm -hmm. uh, most importantly, they're excited just to only talk about football-related things, you know, <laughs> answer football-related questions. So yeah. That's always a plus. And for me, answering your second question, distraction can be uh, – uh, can be the Achilles heel when it comes to success or the lack thereof yeah. because you're not just focusing on the task at hand. You're worrying about things not football related. And sometimes that can derail your season. Wow. Yeah. Cause that's, a, that's a point that we just don't know as fans. We don't know how players do react to those things. If, if it's um, something that just, it just wears you down over the course of the season um, and makes it more difficult for you to do your job, obviously, because it's tougher to concentrate on the things you need to concentrate. But, but uh, I really appreciate you sharing that. 
Uh, great. Is there yeah. anything else that you'd like to share with Steeler Nation about your experiences? Just, uh, I tell people all the time, Steeler fans are the best in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. And I stand by that, and uh, we appreciate the support. You know, current players and former players, we appreciate, we appreciate the support, and let's get ready for the road to seven. BMAC, I really appreciate you being on the call today, and best to you, and hope to talk to you again soon, man. Uh, thank you for having me. No problem. Take care. Hey, Steeler fans, thanks a lot for joining us on the SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Stoney's Brewing. Come join us at SteelerNation.com for the best football forum on the internet and a great place for Steelers news. Tweet us at SteelerNation or Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. I'm your host, G. Stryker, with Brian McFadden, rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers!